Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is episode 66, and we're starting a new series today. Whoop, whoop. Um, so this series, we're calling it, at least this first episode, we're going to be calling it something like running on empty running on empty. because we think that's something that everyone can relate to. Um, kind of the backstory about how this series came about is me and Adam were brainstorming and we weren't really brainstorming. We yeah, weren't. That's a very kind way. Yes. To put yeah. We there was literally no it was brainstorming. Brain like, happening. uh, Drowning. We were brain drowning. <laughs> right. There was literally there was no, no thoughts coming. Yeah, no brain, <laughs> no, no storm. storm. <laughs> Barely any brain there either. Um, and so we called in our new campus pastor at our church. Um, do you want to explain what a campus pastor is? Because I feel like you'll be able to put it in better words. Yeah, yeah. So we were actually talking about that, that not a lot of, you know, that's not necessarily something. It depends on the depends on the type of church that you've been a part of and things like that, whether right. you've heard this phrase campus pastor. So we have a new teammate. His name is Matt Dalton. Um, he and his wife, Heaven, have a bunch of kids. They're probably listening to the podcast. So hello. hello. Welcome. Hello, guys. Um, they're new to the team. They are a campus pastor. He is a campus pastor at our um, at a secondary campus that we have in Yanceville, North Carolina, our Caswell mm-hmm. campus of Union Church. Anyway, a campus pastor is something that you may not be familiar with. Maybe you mm-hmm. are, um, but it is a it is a it is what you would see of a pastor at a campus in a multi-site church, and mm-hmm. so a church that has multiple locations. Um, obviously, the senior pastor or the lead pastor, depending on what word, we use the word senior pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the phrase lead pastor, but if that's what you do, that's what you do. I don't care. Right. But that's just not my thing. Uh, the senior pastor obviously cannot be physically at all those locations um, and definitely cannot pastor the people directly at those locations. And so a campus pastor is someone who is at that local campus and is focused on pastoring the people not as much typically in communicating and so you can like you can take me and or any senior pastor not just me and you can put us on a screen teaching a message but you can't put yourself on a screen pastoring people directly yeah. helping them with their leadership with their you know, issues with things that are going on in their life, walking beside them. You can't do that mm-hmm. through some screen. Um, and so that the piece of pastoring is what the campus pastor does at the local location. And so mm-hmm. like in Matt's example, um, you know, uh, he will preach and teach occasionally, but what he's really doing is leading that local congregation without bearing the responsibilities of preaching and teaching every single week. Um, and then caring for and pastoring the people and yeah. guiding and stewarding the vision there. So, you know, a, an old school term for this would be an associate pastor, but we always think of associate pastors within one local congregation, yeah. right? Yeah. And so if you think about it in those terms, like an associate pastor going to a different location, right? That's kind of what it would be. Right. So sort of a sort of a second in command, a number two, but over that campus, the lead one, but not necessarily doing the vision casting mm-hmm. and the primary communicating. 
in, right. in this particular case. Right. So, yeah, so we rolled him into our brainstorm, put yes. him to the test because he's and a whole. And he passed with flying colors. Yeah, and I did not pass. In to I got an F. Adam told me afterward, he was like, yeah. just so you know, you got an F. Chloe on failed. This. I got a D. <laughs> he did not. I he got also a D got because an F. I asked Matt to come into the room. He got a D because he wrote on the, the whiteboard. That's all. <laughs> Always wrote on the whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. And Matt got an A. So he was like, how about this idea? And we started rolling around with it and thinking, we were like, man, we think this really fits. Yeah. This idea of running on empty because we think that uh, virtually everybody who's listening to the podcast right now can identify with and probably even feel so like they're running on empty right now yeah. or, or in, recent, in the recent past. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, virtually everybody I run into in every situation and context currently would say, yeah, I'm just running on empty or I'm running on fumes. Um, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with, of course, the pandemic. I mean, if you've started to look at any of the new research that's coming out, You'll see that the um, the rate of depression and anxiety, drug use, alcohol abuse, suicide—all those things are way higher. Yeah. Um, because we've walked through this really incredibly um, difficult season collectively as a people. Sad. Um, it's tough. It's really, yeah. really tough. I mean, just just th- just stop for one minute and think. Because if you're one of those people who's listening to it, and you're going, oh, I don't know, it ain't that bad. You know, quit worrying about Corona, just live your life. Well. I, I agree to an extent. However, think about kids who weren't in school at mm-hmm. all and weren't around anybody. They were literally by themselves yeah. all the time. Um, we're, we're, we see that now. We see where right. kids are really struggling um, because they spent so much time by themselves. And, you know, I mean, it's just tough. Right. Right? You, Even if you're ready to leave it behind, you can't neglect the fact that it has had such an effect on all of us and it's taken such a toll on everybody. Yeah. Like, you might be ready to be done with it, but, like, it still happened. And so right. we're kind of there has a, to be an adjustment. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's anything you walk through for an extended period of time, you're not just going to be able to flip the switch back on to whatever it is you want to go to next. Yeah. Or whatever you think's better or whatever's whatever's next on the schedule. You can't just flip the switch. Yeah. You have to there's there's going to be some natural processing of what what happened and what went on and it's going to affect the future. I mean mm-hmm. it just does. And so a lot of people are feeling this running on empty. So what do we mean when we say run on empty because that can be different for different people. Um, I think that people are already tuned in right now listening because they're like, yes, I'm, I'm running on empty. That, yeah. But let's make sure we cover everybody because everybody's going to think of this differently. So when we say running on empty, um, what does that mean? Well, you are going through something hard, something difficult that kind of leaves you stunned, hmm. beat up. Um, you know, like all of a sudden it's like, man, I can't believe that happened or I'm so glad that's over, but you're kind of in a, Man, you're stunned is the best right. word. Like you literally just got knocked out, and right. so you got the you know the little the little birds flying around your head or whatever. Right. You know what I'm talking like about? Like knock the breath right, out of you. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know <laughs> the you, birds. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where you yeah, get like hit the in the cartoon head, birds, and like a concussion around. birds flying yeah. around your head, right? <laughs> where you're kind of stunned, or there's been these trials and things that have happened, Corona or no Corona, whatever, right? right. That have just beaten you up. They've taken your toll. Like it's one thing after the next, one yeah. thing after the next. You know. Um, you're worn out. Like it's not necessarily been all bad stuff, but it's just been an intense season. Um, and and you pair that up with maybe you're discouraged. Like it's it's been an intense season, but it's also been nothing seems that nothing's really completely totally wrong, but nothing seems to be going the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah. And you just have this intense discouragement that's happening. Um, in, in other words, in the middle of all of this, you're thinking. I don't know how much more I have left to give. 
I'm going to give an example of this that I heard from Craig Rochelle and Dave Ramsey on Craig Rochelle's Leadership Podcast. Great podcast, by the way. Um, stop listening to us. Go listen to him. No, <laughs> no stay. <laughs> so he says, no, don't say stuff like that. Anyway, um, Craig Rochelle's a pastor of Life Church, um, one of the biggest, probably the biggest church in America. Anyway, um, multiple, multiple campuses, multiple campus pastors. Yes. Anyway, uh, Craig Rochelle and Dave Ramsey were talking about that when the pandemic hit, um, leaders in general, anybody leading anything, had to be like, all right, we're pushing through. Got to do what we got to do. Yeah. We're not going to let this thing fail. This is not going to beat us. We're going to just keep battling. We're going to walk the tightrope that we've got to walk. We're going to care for people. We're going to, you know, we're going to show love to our teammates and our employees. We're not going to. We're going to watch the. We're going to watch the numbers and the and the um, you know uh, financial situation closely because we're not going to let that stuff take us out. You know, we're going to prepare for the worst, but we're going to poise ourselves for the future. Right. We're going to look at the changes that are going to happen and pivot. That was a hot word during the corona mm-hmm. in leadership. Um, we're going to do all those things. And and that's true. Like, that's, that's what we did. That's what every leader I know did. Um, and then you did that for a long time. And then where you're at now is, is you're going, man, we gave everything we had. And if we don't fill this tank back up, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Because we're literally running on empty. Because we just poured it, poured it, poured it, poured it out, and now it's time to make sure you fill that thing back up. Yeah. Um, and if we don't, we're gonna really, we're gonna really mess some things up, right? And so, Craig and Dave Ramsey were talking about that idea of you know that's what happened. People that don't, and I don't mean just church leaders, right? No, yeah. I mean people that lead small businesses, principals, teachers, right? I mean I've never seen principals, teachers, school systems go. We've got to. We got to work hard here. I mean, teachers were pulling stuff like out of their butt. I don't mean that ugly. I'm <laughs> no, just saying, no, but like, literally. like, what the heck mm-hmm. are we going to do? You know, um, and and then they're they're teaching kids in their living room and on Zoom at the same time. They got their own little kids at their feet leading them. I mean, it's just insanity. Yeah. So anybody who was leading anything, you were just like, it was like survival mode. Right. And I think that when you go through a period of survival mode, whatever that looks like, you're running on empty. That's the thought, right? Yeah. And so I think that sort of covers it all. Um, and, and if I can, if I can add to this, personally, we were pushing and going. We got to do all we can do. And at the same time, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. So you're just trying your best. And then once once things started to sort of get back to normal, or you know, you were starting to work through it because it had been so long. Then what I was met with was discouragement. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just be real. Let's lay it out there. You do all you can do. You're trying your best, and then church opens back up, and nobody comes back to church, right? Yeah. And then you keep telling yourself, well, oh, that'll happen. It'll just keep on. When it gets better, this will happen. And then you fast forward, and you're like today, and you're going, God, we're only 40 or 50% of what we were prior, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it's discouraging. You know, it's just it's just heavily discouraging yeah. when, you real, when, you, when you feel like what you're doing is not working, you know, and that's there's been some shift, some change you can't figure it out. That's what causes me to run on empty a whole lot is when I go through a season where it's like I cannot put my finger on the pulse of what needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a trait of leadership that I've always tried strive to to I don't know curate in my life that I've really strive to pull that out of being able. Okay, let's look at the situation. Let's look at people. Let's look what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let's be in prayer and in tune with God and figure out what. 
what needs needs to be met. Where's where's the pulse? Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that we know what that is. Not being an out of church, out of touch church leader, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then in this past season, it was like I don't have a clue. Yeah. I just don't have a clue. So anyway, that leads to, and I bet everybody now is very discouraged and mm-hmm. all feeling like they're running on empty. Right. Um, <laughs> and so that's kind of where we're at. We think that that's probably the case. Everybody we talked to, that's been the case recently. And so if you're running on empty right now, you're not alone, and we're about to try to help you. Yeah. Um, and there's no magic bullet here, and I hope that that's actually what you'll see, that what we're trying to get mm-hmm. to is is that there's not some – Oh, 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 this is it. All I got to do is this. That it's going to require a lot more transparency and authenticity than just here's some things to do. Right. Um, it's not a three step process. No, by any means. no. And it's going to require you to really get um, more honest and more deep than just surface level fixes, right? Yeah. Um, like coming through, coming through a pandemic where we had to push in and work as hard as we could. And uh, that's not going to be fixed. This will be one of the episodes we'll get to. But that's not going to be fixed by taking a week-long vacation at the beach and coming yeah. back and being ready to roll. Right? That's not going to fill the tank up. you yeah. know. And so what we're going to do is talk through what to do in general when you are running on empty. And all this is going to push back to is to primary spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, so, yes, I am saying that when you're running on empty, what you need to do is pray and read the Bible and worship and all those things. Yeah. But don't don't just stop right there and go, oh, here we go again. What, what the Christian's saying we need to do is just do these things. But I think that how you go about doing them is going to be what really fills that tank back up and helps you move forward yeah. when you're in the middle of running empty. Um, that maybe we don't really do it this way. Like um, maybe what we do is we end up taking these disciplines as much more as religion instead of relationship. Mm. And so we end up taking them very churchy. Um, the advice we give people, like, like let's, let's, just, let's just play it out, Chloe. Um, I come to you and I tell you that, you know, like I'm, I'm going to pretend like I'm one of your worship team members. Okay. And I come to you and I say, Chloe, I'm, I'm just tired. I'm wore out. I don't feel like I have anything to give. I'm just... Da, 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 running on empty. <laughs> what should I do? And then you're going to say back, this is our first one for today, you're going to say back, well, you should. Pray. Pray, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so. I she, like to think that I would say something a little better than that. but <laughs> Well, you really need to pray. <laughs> right. right. Now, that advice is completely correct. Right. But what it tends to give off to the person that's asking is like, I feel like I've been doing that for two years. Like I've been like, praying. I'm praying. What kind of answer is that? I right. need something more than that. And it just it sounds like this church answer. So what we end up thinking back or what we end up feeling like we need to do when we say pray is, you know, well, all, well, all I need to do then is I need to sit down and I need to uh, pray. And so how do I pray? And we start thinking like cliche. It is, that's the that's the word that reminds me. Chloe, Chloe said that word a lot when we were prepping for this. Mm-hmm. It's like Christian cliche. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bow my head and I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to say, Dear Heavenly Father. Right? We're going to say that same type of phrasing and mm-hmm. we're going to use these really reverent words. You know, thank you. Right? We always start off that way. Yes. And, and uh, please help me. And mm-hmm. 
And then we got to make sure we end it with um, in Jesus' name. Because we don't mm-hmm. end it in Jesus' name, then we don't know what name we're praying. Right. <laughs> you don't know where it's going to go. And, right. You know what I mean? So you start to like walk through this. Well, if I'm running on empty, all I got to do is pray. So let me fall into this cliche prayer. And I, that's not what we mean. Right. Um, that's not going to work. I, it, yeah, that's religion. It's not relationship. And that's not nearly messy enough and honest enough and open enough in prayer to get you out of a spot or to move on through a time period of an empty tank. Mm-hmm. Like those type of religious, let me just do it, let me say it in this particular way with my perfect reverence, may work when your tank is full, but right. virtually anything works when your tank is full. Right. Right. You could be sitting, you could, when your tank's full, you can sit down and go, I'm going to say my prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. That's the worst <laughs> prayer ever, by the way. I'm teaching our kids. Terrible. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. The kids going to be like, oh, <laughs> I might die. I didn't say the prayer. I didn't say the prayer. Right. I used to wake up. I remember telling this not that long ago in a message. I used to wake up because I forgot to pray that. And I'd wake oh. up at like three and go, am I dead? Am I dead? I forgot to say, you know, before I wake, I pray the dead. Lord my soul to take. And so oh. I didn't say it, so I must be gone. Right. Um, and he didn't take my soul. And so it was just crazy. Anyway, you could say anything like, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. And mm-hmm. that would be like, oh, man, that prayer just touched my heart. Right. When your tank's full. When your tank's empty, that's not going to work. And so what we mean and, and like when Chloe's giving me that advice, you're running on empty, pray. We're giving you that advice right now as we're talking. You're running on empty, pray. We don't mean some blase, cliche, sit down and pray, check it off the list in some perfectly reverent way. What we really mean is if you want to, if you want to really lean into not being on empty anymore, mm-hmm. then what we mean by when we say pray is to get gut level honest with God. Yeah gut level honest like let your prayers be stuff that you would be highly uncomfortable if anybody else heard you say it mm. um that that's what we're going for here see a lot of times when we think about um prayer being the answer to these problems like this this I need to lean into prayer what it's talking about is you communicating with God you connecting with God so yes absolutely that's the case but what it ends up happening is is you end up feeling like it's pressure being put on like, oh my God, I gotta pray. I gotta pray. I gotta yeah. pray. There's this pressure. Kevin Myers, who's the pastor of Twelve Stone Church um, in Georgia, just said this the other day, um, and I grabbed it. It said he says prayer is not added pressure. Prayer relieves pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not added pressure that you've got to do this discipline. Um, what it does is it's going to relieve some of the pressure that you feel, especially when you're running on empty, mm. right? It's going to relieve pressure because you're handing these things over to God and you're communicating with the God of the universe, right? Which is putting everything into perspective. And so it's going to relieve that pressure uh, instead of place pressure on you. Mm. But the idea is what we're trying to say is is, is get gut level honest with your prayers. Um, and you can see this in Scripture. So, like, for example, we had Chloe um, come up with a few things, and then I have one as well. Um, You can see some psalms of lament, um, and and lament literally means to just lay it out there, to cry. I mean, it's what it really means, like just to to ball your eyes and be honest and, you know, 
bemoan basically right and so there's right. there's some psalms of lament where you just literally see these gut level honest prayers and nobody's going to say what well, these verses we're about to read nobody's going to be like that's my life verse right <laughs> you know what i mean but they are real they are honest and they're in the bible right and so we're talking about like transition your prayer life from this weird got to do it in a particular method that you've heard all your life right you got to say your prayers right. like your pastor sounded and use big words right. um to something that's real gut level honest and when you are running on empty, gut-level, honest prayers are going to change the game. Yeah. Um, and when I mean gut-level, I mean like, I'll tell you in a minute, I mean like like for real honest, as as honest as you can get before the Lord, because he knows your soul anyway, right? I mean, right. so all you're going to do is verbalize what he already knows you're feeling. Right. So, it, so you it, might as well be honest about it, or well else he's just right? going to be like, there's a discrepancy in what right. you're saying and how you're feeling. I think it will just keep digging at you about it. I think the yeah. Spirit will keep going. Is that really what you want to pray about? Right. Is that really what you want to pray about? You want to you just pray for you know, traveling mercies? Is that really what you want to pray for? <laughs> right. Right? I mean, or you really want to lay it out there? Do you really right. want to let God know? Do you really want to say and verbalize what's really going on in your heart? Yeah. Um, it's like your kids. When, when my kids come to me and something's going on, I'm like, no, what's really wrong with you? Like, what's really wrong with you? What's the real problem? I don't want to know the crappy little answer that they give me to satisfy me as a parent, right? right? And I think sometimes that's what happens with our prayers. It's just a prayer that's going to satisfy God as a parent or check our list on what we're praying for. But right. instead, what's really going in there? Be honest about it, you know? Right. Um, and God wants you to do that, because, not because he needs you to, because you need to. You need to be able to say it. Um, so so here's a couple examples. Yeah. We like to give biblical examples as much as we can. Of some Psalms of Lament. Which one you got, Chloe? So the first one is Psalm 42, and this is 9 through 11. It says, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. That's real. It's going like, hey, look, people are making fun of me. Right. They're calling my faith stupid. You know, like they're taunting me. They're winning. You know, I, I look like a dummy. I feel stupid. Right. Um, I feel like, he feels like he's been yeah. forgotten by yeah. God. And God, he's asking, he's, he's literally like, like, why have you forgotten me? Yeah. Yeah. Like know? I'm feeling like I feel like you're not there, God, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to pray this reverent prayer. Instead, he's right. going, no, where are you? Like, right. I feel like you've forgotten me and all these people are taunting me and I right. feel like a dummy. Right. right. I'm following you and I feel stupid. Right. Um, and, 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 and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty honest. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could literally almost pray that prayer over the last couple of years. Like God, where are you? And I'm doing what you're telling me to do. And yet the world is making me look stupid and stupider every day. And I don't know what to do. And people are coming to me asking me what to do. And I don't yeah. know because I don't know. Cause you ain't telling me like, right. that's just a gut level, honest prayer. What's another one? Um, so the next one is Psalm 44, 23 through 26. It says, Awake, Lord, why do you sleep? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. Mm, that one's good because that one's right. like a where are you at? Right. You ain't paying attention. You know, I, God, I feel like you're not paying attention. Like I don't know where you're at. You're right sleeping now. on me yeah. right Like, I thought you cared. That All right. that stuff, those undertones are there. That is honest. Um, here's one I've been I've been uh, working on lately because we're getting ready to do a series about emotions. We'll probably end up translating this to a podcast stuff at some point. But 
on how our emotions, depression, anger, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, all these things um, are they're not the problem. They're indicators of a deeper problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you were supposed to do with our emotions is not like ignore them or shove them down is to really let them speak. And so we can see what's really happened. Let the gospel transform those things. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have been, and as you know, and I think everybody on the podcast knows if you haven't, then you probably hadn't listened to the first four episodes. Um, I've struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life. And so I tend to gravitate towards these seasons of running on empty and then going, well, let me do what I'm supposed to do as a Christian, mm-hmm. going to these disciplines and then going, this crap ain't working because yeah. I'm not being honest level with it. So I try to find scripture and I try to try to do this intentionally. Um, and so I have been studying Lamentations, which is a very short, um, brief little collection of poems, five chapters, collections of poems in the Old Testament. It's written by the prophet Jeremiah and it's it's called lamentation so it's literally uh poems about how crappy everything is right <laughs> i mean it's just literally like uh it, it's awful right. um and like lamentations so so the way it's written it's really cool side note this is just cooler stuff five chapters um chapters 1 2 and 4 are written in an acrostic where um each verse starts off with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, mm. right? You know, like when you write a poem for your mama on Mother's Day, and you'd be like, mama. Yeah. Right? And you'd be like, my friend, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes, most loving. <laughs> most loving. And then you can't come up with another one, so you're like, awesomer. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Just anyway, it's acrostic. Over over. If the Hebrew letters, that's why each verse has 22. That's why each chapter has 22 verses, because there's 22 letters in, our, in the alphabet. Anyway. Except for um, chapter three mm-hmm. is a triple acrostic. So it's uh, each letter of the alphabet has three. So instead of 22 verses, it's 66, right right in the center. And then the last one, chapter five, is completely out of acrostic. It's basically Jeremiah saying the wheels have come completely off at the end of this thing, right? That's how horrible this this crap hole is is that I'm in. Right. And he's literally in a crap hole when he writes this. Literally, right. you can read about that if you want to. But um, in, in chapter 3, this is what he says. Listen to this. Like a bear lying in wait, like a lion lying in hiding, in hiding, he dragged me from the path and mangled me and left me without help. Oh, my. He drew his bow and made me the target for his arrows. Who's he talking about? He is talking about God. It's pretty intense. Like God was a bear who ripped the flesh from my skin. Like he was Mm -hmm. waiting to get me. He's shooting his arrows into my heart. I mean, like he's just just murdering me, killing me. Like that's him talking specifically about God. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is honest. Yeah. And that's something as – especially as Christian leaders, that we don't push people enough to be. Like, let's be more honest about where we are instead of feeling like we've got to filter it through something all Mm -hmm. the time, and especially in your individual prayers with God. Like, if you want prayer to be something that really helps you during your um, uh, running on empty phase, right, your burnout, your discouragement, you're tired, you're, you know, you just wore out whatever it is, you got to get gut level honest with your prayers. And yeah. that's gut level honesty right there. Yeah. I mean, it is legit honest. Yeah. Um, what ends up happening in the, in the middle part of chapter three 
is he says all this and then he goes, but I have to recall to mind, I have to bring it up to my own mind that great is his faithfulness, that his mercies are new every morning. Like it's like, this is how I feel and I'm being honest, but I'm going to make myself remember and focus on the fact that God, you are good. Mm-hmm. And that right there is sort of a really good example of an open, honest, gut level prayer that will move the needle when you are running on empty, when you are yeah. tired and wore out. I told Chloe I was going to be real honest about this and, and at risk losing some podcast followers. Um, but we only got seven, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We have a lot more than that now. Um, but this is a great joke. I, people will still run into me and be like, hey, you got eight? And I'll be like, <laughs> people do that in a grocery store. So I was in a grocery store line and somebody was like, hey, Adam. I was like, hey, what are you doing? Man? He was like, you got eight? And I was like, I looked down at my cart and I was like, no, I don't. I got like 10 <laughs> items. And they were like, no, dummy. <laughs> Podcast follower. Oh my <laughs> Hit my face on the microphone for that one. Woo. Oh it's actually gosh. pretty funny. Oh, it's yeah. actually happened a couple times. Um, <laughs> anyway, like to to risk being too transparent and honest, which is um, that's all I'm working with. So I feel like what God has called me to do and to be as a person, as a leader, as a Christian, as a pastor is I'm going to try my best to be as transparent and honest and authentic as I could possibly be, yeah. right? And and, and I, I think that he's called me to do that in a way that may help other people do the same thing. Yeah. And so you're never going to see me presenting some perfect walk with God. I mean, that's why this walk, that's why this podcast is literally designed the way it's designed, is right. for us to really be authentic and real. Um, and so when I say get gut level honest, let me just give you an example of I have been running on empty, and my prayers during this season started off cliche and meaningless virtually and very religious. And what they've transitioned to has been gut-level honesty that's more rooted in relationships than is anything else, right? Mm. Because if I am in, if I am an adopted son of the king, Sealed by the blood of Jesus, nothing can take that away. That's what my faith says, Mm -hmm. which means I can come to my daddy and sit in his lap and cry and even be mad at him and be honest with it. And so what I'm trying to picture myself doing um, is I'm trying to literally get a mental picture of me crawling up in his lap and crying and just saying everything that's wrong, even if it even if it comes across in a way that might seem to offend him. Yeah. Um, And so. There have been a lot of prayers. Here we go. I'm going to lose some followers. There been a lot of prayers lately for me where I have cursed him in the prayer. Yeah. Um, where I have cursed at him, cursed about him, cursed about the situation. Um, I, I don't want to be that person, but I'm, I'm just talking about when you get gut level honest, it's like, like what we were just reading through the Psalms and through the Lamentations. It's like, right. God... Where are you? What is going on? Why have you brought me here? This is ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Like I have said to God, why would you set up something and then take it away? Why would you not tell us what was coming? Why would you not lay this out this way? Why would you let people um, attack and then make us look stupid like we don't know the truth when what we really – you tell us we do know the truth. And so we're walking in the truth. And um, why is walking in wisdom so hard? Why don't you make this easier? Um, there's been times where I'm like, God, this stuff makes me question if you exist at all, yeah. right? And I'm I'm calling, crawling. I want you to picture it because I'm not like, I don't, 
it seems like heresy. It seems like, you know, something that would get you smited. And I just don't think that's the case. That's like me crawling. I want you to picture me crawling up in my dad's lap going, are you real? Right? I'm sitting in his lap. I'm right there with him and me going, are you real? There's been so much, you know, over these recent times, like when when somebody really close to us, um, the mother of our church, when Donna Dickens passed away, I found myself with my head buried in my wife's lap at home a day or two later. And I said, Valerie, I hope all this is real. And what I meant was, is Jesus, our faith, all this stuff that we believe. Like, I was like, I hope this is real. And all I was thinking about was Donna because yeah. she was gone from here. And I was like, I hope this is real. And what Valerie said back to me was me too. You know, and it was that was just honest. Like I don't yeah. know the way to put it. There was a moment of doubt. There's all there's moments of doubt. Right. You know, and, and and like I let's let's all face it. If we've gotten mad at God, then why don't we just say it? Right. He already knows it anyway. Um, if we think that he's stupid and we don't like the way he's doing things, then in our gut level prayers, let's throw it out there to him. Right. A lot of people are going to struggle with this. I'm telling you right now, when you hear this, it's going to be like, ooh, I can't do that. That's not the right way to do it. Yeah. I'd rather just, you know, when I'm running on empty, just do those prayers like I'm supposed to. Right. And I'm just telling you it ain't going to work. But I think God's looking for some gut level, I mean, just what are you really thinking? What are you really feeling? Communicate that with him. And then, so what I've been able to do is, is if I just throw that stuff out there, I'll find like there's – that pressure, like Kevin Myers was talking about, is released. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also sort of feel, and this is crazy to say, so our, our, all our Pentecostal people are like this. I, I, I almost feel him putting salve on my wounds when I say that. Like It's like mm-hmm. you're going, here's the wound, and you finally say it, and you throw it out there, mm-hmm. and then you feel this pressure relieved, but then you also feel like God going, well, I got you. You know, and he starts to just kind of repair it gently, slowly, right? You feel this nurturing, mothering side of God come out of let me hold you and kiss you boo-boos, you know? Um, And that's kind of how I picture myself recently is in this type of prayer is to be able to say, all right, I'm like a kid who scratched his knee and I want to whine about it and it hurts and I want some sympathy and I'm irritated that this happened, and I really want God just to kiss my boo boo, you know. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of what the result has come from it, and that helps to sort of refuel the tank of connecting with Him, because that's the whole point of the prayer, right? Yeah. It's, it's the it's a, a relationship. You can't have a relationship without communication. Yeah. And so, just yes, the answer is to pray, but it's not. To pray maybe the way you've always prayed. It's to get real. Yeah. You know, most of the prayers, I would be devastated if somebody else heard me praying those prayers that I prayed to God. Yeah. Um, some of them. Like even my wife, I would not want her to hear them. Because um, there's just this level of, I can't believe I said that to God kind of thing. But you can do that in a, you can do that in a relationship with your father. You can do that in a humble way as well, right? Yeah. You can lay out there honestly how you're feeling in a humble way. Yeah. That's not, you know, 
some let me slap the face of God kind of thing. Right. right. So I, I don't know if it makes any sense. It what does. Do think, I was just thinking the whole time when you're saying that, like, and then you said the thing about wounds as I was thinking about it. Like when you have a wound, the only way that it can be healed is if you expose it. And if you just try to yeah, cover it up or act like it's not there, then you can't, you can't take care of it. And so the same thing, like if you've got this thing that God has allowed to happen and you don't understand it and you're trying to be like, oh, I'll just, it's fine. God, I pray for traveling mercy. So, you know, like right, right. you're, you're, there's no healing that's going to come from that. There's not going to be any close, like you're not going to grow close in your relationship with him. You're not going to be able to draw near to him if you're just like trying to essentially hide that away. Yeah. I don't know how we can keep saying all the time, be specific in your prayer, ask God specifically, but then take that specificity away from being honest about where you are, that doesn't make any sense. So yeah. you want to be specific in your requests, right. but not specific in right. your where you're at. Right. That doesn't make any sense. I think you've right. got to be very specific in where you're at. you got to lay it out there. Like, right. you it's know. like showing up to the doctor and you're sick. Like you make an appointment to go to the doctor because you're sick, and then you show up and they're like, so what's going on? Nothing. Well, I'm fine. Know, I'm just kind of not feeling that yeah, good. Yeah, Something that might great. be going on around here. Right, but. <laughs> right. Like somewhere in my body in general, something is wrong. But like it's not a big deal, really. <laughs> if you ever had one that maybe this is too far, but it'll be fun. If you ever had those moments where you went to the doctor and you had something wrong that was highly embarrassing. Um, but you had to, but you, you had to like, maybe you check the room, right? And you're like, all right, nobody in here but us. Okay. I'm going to tell you what's wrong now. Here's where it's really going on right back here right? <laughs> <laughs> or right over here. I don't want nobody else to see this, but I need some, like you're at that point where you're like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. You're uncomfortable about it. Um, you don't really like it about yourself. Right. But if you don't throw it out there and be honest about it, how is anything going to get fixed? Right. Nothing's right? going like to get better. Saying. Nothing's yeah. going to change. Nothing. You know, there won't be any like sort of treatment for it or whatever. There's you nothing know? to do. Yeah. And it makes sense. You yeah. know, and and I, I, I don't know. I just, at least from my own perspective, I feel like um, for the longest time, and maybe this is, maybe this is growing up, you know, there's a, there's a tremendous benefit to growing up in the church. Like, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It also comes with its own set of problems. Mm. And one of those problems is that that those things that should be, I mean, helps to us, <laughs> um, those things that should be just really be helping us, they, like, the, like spiritual disciplines, for example, they just become religion, you know? And so maybe it's me growing up in church, but I, spent, I feel like I spent so long where what prayer meant to me was bow my head, close my eyes, and then say and then pray. Be honest with it, but say it in a way that sounds like my daddy prayed, you know, or a way that my pastor prayed. Yeah. Don't dare say anything that would be wrong. Don't dare say anything that would be questioning of God or heresy. Um and and, and just, you know, Close that out and then just be at peace with it because, you know, and then also just check it off the list, right? So it's, you got to pray in the morning, you know, you got to pray before you go to bed. Don't go to bed without praying. Don't eat that yeah. food without praying. And, um, you know, and so you got to make sure, and if you're the Christian in the room, of course, if anything starts, you got to be the one that instigates prayer. And those things just became so religious. And to me, those seasons of, like, especially recently, of really running on empty, because um, I've had multiple seasons during, during these last two years, I have had more days of God. I am not doing this no more. I qu- I am quitting. I don't care what you say. I am done following you. I don't want to do this no more. This is too hard. It'll make no sense. I could have a much easier life. Like that's the ideas, the thoughts, you know. 
um, at more so than I've ever had. And I want to quit every Monday. <laughs> every pastor I know wants to quit every Monday. <laughs> right? You come, you, there's this, there's this holy hangover that has to hit you on Monday, and then you're like, Ugh, I don't know if I can keep doing this week after week. Sunday comes around so fast. You know, there's right. so many crises and problems and issues, and yeah. you never have enough money. You never have resources. You never know what you're doing. As soon as you get a hold of the culture, it changes again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's all these crazy things happening. And everybody's looking at you funny. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, and so there's been so many moments the last couple of years where I just want to quit. Mm. Um, I mean, more than ever. And shouldn't I tell my Savior that? Shouldn't I tell my Father that? You know, shouldn't the Holy Spirit is literally inside my soul? So shouldn't we just bear it out? And I think though that's the game changer. So if you we'll circle back around, um, if you are running on empty, yes, we're getting ready to give you a bunch of disciplines. And when we say prayer, you've got to know that if you want to change that needle on your gas tank from being all the way down to empty, so starting to move and you being more full, more full with God, full with the Spirit, um, joy coming back in your life, purpose coming back in your life. It's not going to happen with some cliche, blasé, religious prayer. Yeah, It's going to be gut level, brutal, honest. And I think God wants to be in that intimate of a relationship with us and with yeah. you. So Absolutely. that's my push. That's where I'm at right now. Um, and I don't know, even on all the rest of them, I don't know if I can be as, like we're going to process through a bunch of, the, process through a bunch of these. I don't know if I can be as honest about them, or I don't know if I'm in in the middle of it as much as I am with the prayer one, yeah. right? Because that's this is where I'm at right now. Um, and I, yes, I did say earlier that I have cussed at God, about God, to God in prayer. Yes, I said that. <laughs> you said so, that. I did. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, we'll be back again next week with another episode from this series. Do we want to say what that one is or just let them yeah, find let's out? Throw it out there. It? Yeah. We're going to talk so, about rest. Yeah. And what right. does it really mean to rest? Does it mean yep. a vacation? Does it mean, right. what, does it mean? what does it mean? Yeah. So be sure to join us for that. Um, and don't forget to keep up with us on social media. New episodes coming out every Wednesday. So stay tuned and we'll be back next week. Also, we want to challenge you to take some time to get real with God today. I'm going to yes, do it. Good one. If we're challenging you to do that. I'm going to do it too. So get, take some time, get real with God today whenever you're listening. Yeah, what would that look like if you took less, five minutes sometime today, right? And you just said what's really on your heart. Yeah. Right. What's really there. Yeah. The real hurts that are there, you verbalized them, you said them. Instead of God, you know what I'm dealing with right now. Right. How about you tell him? Right. You know, tell him get how it you're out. Feeling. Yep. Yeah. Crawl up in his lap and let him kiss your boo boos. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good stuff. Good so, challenge, Chloe. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for joining us today, and we'll be back next week. See All ya. All right. See you later. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.